You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking all things social media. We all use social media. Some of us have a love-hate relationship with social media. But what we can agree to is that probably none of us would have a business as good as we have and the profits as good as we have without social media existing. It's a necessary thing and tool that we can and need to use, and there are ways to do it well. So I'm here with an expert, Kaylee Greenacre. Kaylee um, runs Actually I Can and helps businesses, all kinds of small businesses, but especially online businesses scale their business, grow their business using strategy and mindset effectively. So hello and welcome, Kaylee, to the podcast. Hello, Lisa. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. No worries. Let's get straight into it with with social media because it's a massive topic. And I think one of the things when people first start out in business is they think that what they're going to do is go onto social media, post a couple of things, and then everyone's going to come running and that's how, I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging here because when I was in corporate yeah. and decided to start my own business as a wedding planner, I was like, well, I'll just put some stuff on social media and then I'll get clients. Is that how it works? Uh, absolutely not. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think social media, absolutely. It's, you know, it's one of the best tools that we can utilize as business owners to attract you know, clients or customers to help us sell, to help us grow our business ultimately. And it is, a fantastic opportunity to to really show, I think, to clients, customers, audiences, who we really are, you know, as business owners and also what we have to offer. Um, but I think with social media, there's so many different ways that you can utilize it. And ultimately, unless you're consistent, unless you're, you know, consistently putting your message out there, sharing with people what you have to offer, um, you know, talking about your offers, your products, your programs, whatever it is that you're selling, um, we're going to struggle as business owners to really stand out from the crowd and to really get our messages out there and obviously our offers out there. So it is a fantastic tool and a fantastic thing that we can use, but it's about how we use it or how do we utilize it in order to make it successful. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think that there's so many things, like when people first start, there's, it's overwhelming because the amount of platforms there are now, it was easy when I started, there was only Facebook, now there's everything. <laughs> and, you know, people don't know what to post, when to post. People are scared of whether they should actually ask for the sale. You know, surely we should just be giving value, value, value. That's what we've been told for so long. And it can become like almost an analysis paralysis thing. Like, you know, you need to do social media, but there's so much out there that you don't know where to start with. So when people come to you and clients come to you and they're like, okay, I want to start this business. Yeah. Uh, I want to use social media. I know it's a good tool to use. Where do they even start? Yeah. So 
what I normally suggest to people that sort of come to me, whether it's clients, whether it's people generally sort of asking, the first thing I'd say is, you know, is first of all, establishing, are you looking at building brand identity through being a personal brand? Or are you looking at representing or building a brand through, you know, a more sort of professional sort of aspect? And I think it's the angle that they go, you know, go with is going to first of all, help them because that will then help us or allow us to establish the types of content they need to create. Um, But ultimately, you know, for us to be able to stand out as businesses in the online space, it needs to be unique. We know that our unique selling point is is super important, but then how do you put that across? It's it's so noisy in the online space. There's so so many, you know, coaches, entrepreneurs, um, business owners for hair and beauty. You know, there's so many different things, but how do we actually stand out? So the first thing I always sort of ask people is just get some clarity. What are you selling? Who actually are you? And how can you support people or help people or offer people something that they really want? And I think to start with, it has to be that clarity because otherwise it's so easy to, you know, to kind of blend in. And we don't want to blend in, do we? We want to stand out and we want to, you know, almost as if shout from the rooftop that what we have got is going to be incredible for our ideal customers or clients. But that clarity is super, super important, I think, as that first stage. And once you've got that clarity, and for me, then it's, you know, it's really talking about or thinking about, okay, for our content, for our social media and the platforms that we use, because there's so many of them as well, what's going to be the the best platform to stand out? So where are our ideal clients or customers actually, you know, hanging out as such, um, as there's many to choose from? And then creating that content, I always sort of say there's there's three types of content that we really need to be doing. And I know you touched on it a minute ago, actually, about this kind of this value, offering value, offering educational content, something that's going to, going to really help and support them. But I think a, a massive part that makes people stand out is storytelling sharing whether it's our stories whether it's our our customers or client stories and then our opinion um you know position ourselves as a leader or a go-to expert or an authority in the space to make us stand out we need to be really really open really honest and share our opinion on you know specific topic within our field and that i believe is you know that first step that first angle start thinking about the content you're creating are you offering value are you storytelling and are you given your own opinion about your topic? About- I love that. <laughs> I love that you talk about opinions because when I first came into the space, everybody told me, don't give your opinions. Yeah. Like, you know, don't, don't talk about anything <laughs> that might make someone not like you. You know, yeah. don't talk about your opinions because if you don't have any opinions, you can't upset anyone. And then, you know, there'll be no drama. You won't put anyone off. But actually, I massively believe in repelling as many people as you attract, not by trying to, but by actually saying the things that you stand for. I call it secondary messaging. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important that we do the way we stand out is by being a real whole person. And you're not a real whole person if you have no opinions, because we all do. Absolutely. And I think it is, you know, when you have your opinion, voice your opinion, just like you said, you you might, you, I say push people away, but actually people might not be as, as keen or interested to invest in the product or the program or the service that you're offering. But ultimately, you know, we all have these ideal clients or customers that that, that our product or service or offer is, is perfect for. And they're the people we want to speak to. So actually giving our opinion 
will either attract them closer to us or it will push certain people away. But ultimately, again, you know, we are creating products, services, programs for a specific type of person. And we need to know that we're speaking to them and we want to attract them through, you know, through our content, through different avenues. But our opinions are important, you know, and if they don't agree with our opinion, then they're obviously not the right customer or client anyway. Yeah, exactly. And and actually lots of people don't mind not agreeing with your opinion and we'll have a nice debate about it but it doesn't mean that they're not going to like you or both of you it's like yeah. I feel like we were always told no religion no politics no you know don't talk about anything um but actually I've found that I talk a lot about my opinions and it's been absolutely fine to do that so one of the things that people are worried about when they go onto social media is people trolling you know not liking the things they're putting there um, people who maybe they knew in the past writing stuff on their posts and that kind of thing. Do your clients worry about that? Yeah, so many of my clients do worry. And um, I mean, touch wood, I've been quite lucky. I haven't had too many trolls <laughs> in my inbox or DMs. However, you know, you're, I think there's always going to be a time in the online space where you are going to experience something or someone that doesn't like what you're doing. Um, and my honest opinion, honest advice with this is to just try to ignore the noise around you. If if people are sort of being, um, you know, not very pleasant towards you or your business or whatever it is that you're posting, stop, you know, stay in your lane, really focus on what you're doing. At the end of the day, you're on a mission. You're, you've got your own vision, your own values. Not everyone is going to agree with what you're saying. So ultimately, we want to make sure that we as entrepreneurs, as business owners, are focusing on that vision, okay, that mission, the values that we truly believe in. And again, we're going to attract the people that that agree with us, that believe in what we have to say and what we have to offer. So it really is a case of we've just got to try and ignore that. And I know it's easier said than done, I think, when you know, when you say, oh, it's it's okay, you can you can just ignore those, delete the comments. But we do, we have to try and um, you know, acknowledge the fact that it is going to happen to us. We are all going to receive you know, sort of hate messages and trolls and all sorts, but we have to try and blank that out and just focus on our mission and what we're really here to do. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is to focus only on clients. It's so easy to start thinking about, well, what, what does everyone else think? You know, what do my peers think? What do the, my mentors think? What does everyone think about the stuff I'm posting? What does my family think? And actually, the only people that matter when you are putting content out there are your clients. And actually, the only people that matter in anything to do with your business is clients. And so they need to be the focus on everything that you do, I think. Um, and once you start thinking like that, it becomes easier. I had a time last year when I was like, you know, do I post this? Like if I was maybe calling out a bad practice or do I post this if I was talking about how much money I'd made? And I was like, am I posting this for the benefit of my client or any other reason? And if it wasn't for the benefit of my client, I wouldn't do it. And if it was, then I would do it. And that made everything easier because then when you get any kind of backlash for things you're posting, it doesn't really matter because you're doing it for the clients and they're the only people that matter not anybody else who is kind of there. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the content itself. Yes. So we know we're supposed to do educational pieces. We're supposed to do sales pieces, inspirational pieces, that kind of thing. But there are so many ways to do them now. Absolutely. You know, it's like, oh, now there's, you know, I just got to grips with like doing stories and reels came along. Yes. And so it's like, then there's carousels and people are saying, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. 
how do you work out what types of content that you know how it looks the style of content to post so what I always suggest to to people I work with is just make sure you're offering a variety that you know algorithms and things are always changing on different platforms and uh, you know it's it's really tricky to try and keep up with that and the changes so uh, you know moving forward to 2023 especially what I would always suggest is make sure you're offering a variety you know it's been said that potentially static posts might be coming back to be a little bit more popular um but realistically we want to make sure we've got a variety of whether it's you know the video contents of things such as reels or going live and sort of posting those afterwards Carousel posts perform extremely well, um, especially on certain platforms. So again, utilizing that opportunity. I always think with carousel posts as well, you can kind of put an opinion out there and actually then talk through the story or offer the value. So it's almost as if you can, you know, combine so many different ways of being able to get a key message across your audience. And all they need to do is just scroll through and read or view or look. Um, so I think that's always great as well. Static posts are fantastic if you want to, again, share something that's inspirational, share a quote, an affirmation, or just a point, just an opinion that you have. And then obviously, yeah, absolutely showing up on your stories. I always say stories is one of the best places places to sell um you know through my own experience with my clients experiences it's it's such a great opportunity to share behind the scenes to you know and also to kind of sell and I always sort of say to people as well share a little bit of you um no matter what business you have if you're happy to share a little bit of behind the scenes do it because people love it it's almost as if it's a reality tv show in your own stories yeah and they get to kind of binge that every day um and it's amazing how much traction or how much engagement you you can get just from showing you know a little bit more about your life and I know you do this Lisa incredibly and it's it's fantastic it's so good to be able to see such a successful entrepreneur such as yourself and actually what you do with your family and what you get up to on the weekends and things and I you know I, I do think that really helps I find it the you know, easiest way the easiest way of doing things so when I have to think about you know posting perfection on a grid or you know reels when people are pointing and dancing and miming and doing all these things and now they're doing this new like there's a new thing all the time like there's a new thing now where you have to show yourself watching somebody else's video and you kind of nodding along or or shaking your head and I'm like how do these things become a thing but one of the things I've found easiest out of all of them is stories because I am very transparent with my my life and, and with what I do and with my opinions and so if I'm walking along I can just go it's like here I am this is what I'm doing next you know and I've found that to be really beneficial because when clients talk to me and they meet me, they're like, oh, yeah, how's, you know, your husband doing after that thing? Or what did you think of that hotel you went to? And it almost makes it easier. The connection is there between you and your audience because they know what you're doing. It's like an ongoing relationship with them rather than a static post relationship where you give them something and then you disappear. Um, It continues. And I think that's a really good thing. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, I, I remember when I, I used to be a little bit afraid, and this might resonate with a couple of people that are potentially listening. I, I used to be really afraid about showing my 
behind the scenes or personal life. And again, sort of re- referring back to what we were mentioning earlier, worried about what other people would think. And when I kind of broke through that barrier, it's a little bit like it as a limiting belief or a mindset block there. But the more I saw other people doing it, I was thinking, why, why am I not doing this? You know, it's it's okay to show up in my dressing gown on a Saturday morning with my cup of coffee in my hand. That's normal. Everyone does it. So when I kind of overcame that, you know, little mindset block or barrier, I started showing up more on my stories and showing behind the scenes. Again, the engagement just grew in terms of, you know, people sort of reaching out and going, oh, yeah, I'm watching that on, on you know, on TV as well. And, oh, absolutely, I'm watching the football for the World Cup. You know, so it's all of these things. And when your engagement starts to grow, more people start to show interest. And then that can really help you with your business in terms of, you know, talking more to those ideal customers or clients. And, and Yeah, because and- then when you put something out there that says, hey, I'm thinking of putting this offer out there, if you let me know if you're interested and you put a poll up or something like that then you have leads immediately so the more people that are watching your behind the scenes are more likely to open that and click on the poll and I think that's what it's about like getting this kind of engagement this connection with your audience and I think sometimes as we're growing that connection can get less and less especially when we start growing a team one of the things I've always done is I answer my own Instagram messages I always think I always will. You know, I'm always the person that replies back when people write to me on email, just a nice email that they've written back to say my my Friday email that I always send once a week. It's always me that answers. And people are always surprised by it. But I'm like, the only thing that matters is the connection to your audience. So like, you, this is not something you should be giving to other people to do. You know, it is the bit that's important. And it all starts with social media. Absolutely. That connection and and those communicate, that communication, should I say, and and those conversations that you have, again, are absolutely key, aren't they? And and exactly, you know, it's so it's fantastic to hear you say that, Lisa, as well, because I think people really respect that. They, you know, if I was a, a sort of, I say, a customer or an ideal client for someone else. I love to know if I'm talking to that to that actual person because again, that connection that you might have or the communication, at least with them, you know you know what you're getting, you know who you're speaking to and you, yeah. you, know, you can really have that real, true, open, honest conversation about whatever it is in relation to the business. Um, so yeah, 100%, I agree with that. It's just super important. Because you get a lot of the, you know, people teaching a lot about selling in the DMs at the moment. And one of the ways they say it is get a sales team to pretend to be you and, and you know, to write those messages. I don't see anything wrong with having a sales team, but I don't really see why they need to pretend to be you. And mm-hmm. I think that someone would be able to tell really quickly if somebody was pretending to be me on DM. Like, you know, we all have a, a really individual voice and in the way we speak and the things we say. And I think it's important to keep some of this social media stuff back for you to be able to still be part of your business. I know we're all told to outsource everything, but I actually think it's one of the most important things to keep. Absolutely. And and definitely one of the most important things to keep. And I think, again, when you're looking in your business, if you're at a position where you are sort of growing and scaling the business, um, definitely consider, you know, what are those key aspects that you still want to keep control of? And I, I do believe exactly the same as you, Lisa, that, that the social media side of things, especially with the, the conversations, are really, really important. Be transparent. That's definitely, a you know, a, <laughs> another thing I'd always highly recommend. Be transparent, be real, be authentic, um, because then people People know who you are. They know and understand you, your business, your your vision, your values, and all of those things. And that makes it so much easier then for for people to trust in you, doesn't it? And then yeah. people to 
potentially want to buy into whatever you know whatever people, you have to offer people buy from people they like and Absolutely. you have to show who you are for them to be able to see that they like you at yes. the end of the day so one of the other things people sort of complain about when it comes to social media is their time it takes mm-hmm. yes. time to do it. I'm actually a big believer in repurposing, but it does take time. How do you help your clients with that side of things? So there's different ways to look at it in terms of social media. What I, I sort of always say to people, especially my clients, um, is think about, okay, what, what does your time schedule look like on a weekly basis? You know, I have some clients that are still working full-time jobs and starting a business. I have others that are very established businesses and they're looking to grow and scale. But ultimately, I think it's a case of look at your, you know, your weekly schedule, first of all, and see kind of where I say gaps, but where your time is is, is spent. And when it comes to sort of time, when it comes to creating content, I would normally suggest to people to try and do some batch creating if yeah. they can. Now, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And I completely respect and appreciate that. But I myself I will have a certain day when I don't do any of my coaching. So I don't sort of coach any clients. And that day is what we call a CEO day. And I know that half of that day is going to be spent focusing on content. And so for me, that works. And I do it a week. And well, I normally do it two weeks in advance, but a week in advance, technically. Um, and that works really, really well. So I always suggest to people try and find a time in your week, in your schedule, that you can actually sit and actually, you know, focus on writing some content. And we need to try and again, think about when's the best time for us to do that? Is it in the evenings? Is it in the morning? You know, everyone's different. Um, And then keeping on top of things such as your DMs, posting on your stories, all of those things. Again, I think it's about you know, when's the best time for you? Um, Again, I suggest with, with, with people I work with, try and find, you know, even if it's 10 minutes, in the morning or before you go to bed just to respond to the dms or just to respond to people or to engage with other people's content um, and if you get into routine we all know that when we set ourselves into a routine it's easier to follow it's easier to be consistent with so i would say that is something that's really really key um, but people do get quite overwhelmed i think with especially with the content creation side of things and can spend hours and hours and hours on it and it, it's not all about perfection is it it's about you have a message or piece of value content that you want to put out there, write it, create it maybe on Canva or whatever you're using and go for it. Just post it. Don't worry too much about being perfect. And that's something I would definitely say at the beginning, I worried about a little too much. Yeah. Well, we really don't need to because you see these um, posts that kind of go viral and people share on Instagram from big accounts and they've got so many spelling mistakes in. No one cares. We still share them. So it really does show that it doesn't matter. Um, I'm a lover of batching. So I batch as much as I can, because I think when you batch content, you content create in batches, then when you schedule everything in, when you're on the go and you want to post something else, it's like a bonus piece of content. Everything's already there going out and then you get to do whatever you want and there's no panic about it. And that's normally where your creation is better. Because it's like, oh, I just want to talk about this thing. I'm going to go live or whatever. And that works really, really well. Absolutely. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your tips with us. If people are really wanting to learn more about how to content create and how to make it really relevant to their business, where's the best place for them to come and find you? Oh, thank you, Lee. So the best place would be on Instagram. Um, my handle is at actually one can. So please come and say hello, drop me a DM and say hi. I always love connecting with other like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs. 
Amazing. We'll put that into the show notes. Thank you for being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be back next week with another podcast episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.